Hello, my friend. Welcome back or welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and Zaki Ozeri joins me this week on the podcast. And Zaki is a writer and an entrepreneur. And in this conversation, we talk about freedom, we talk about relationships, we talk about creating change and the structure you need to create that change in your life. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through all of their products, and see which ones might work best for you and your wellness needs. Then, once you get to check out, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 219 of Something for Everybody with Zaki Ozeri. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz. Zachy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to connect and chat and learn more about you and all that really good stuff. But before we, we dive too far into all of that, I have a very simple but important question to ask you, and that is, how are you doing? Like, actually, really, how are you doing? I'm doing great uh, compared to what I was four years ago. I'm in the best shape of my life, to be honest. Um, I found my direction in life. I found my passion. I found my love. So this is getting easier uh, every day. Um, and it's still, you know, diversity is it's not going to stop. It's going to be here every day. It's just, it just the idea of how you're going to handle diversity today compared to what it was before, which I was basically struggling um, with all kinds of things, with uh, drug abuse. Um, uh, I had struggled with trauma from the past. Uh, if it's the reality that was built by my parents or um, things that I added in, 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 in along the way. But in the end of the day, I was able to find my peace and able to be where I am today. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good outlook, you know, especially... You know, we're recording this at the beginning of the year um, and people will be hearing this or watching this in January. And so maybe they're they're thinking about they want to take a new direction in their life. Do you have uh, any targets or goals for your 2024? So, yeah, um, first of all, to be known, um, to be inspired people, um, to be able to speak up and be clear about my message. Um, at the end of the day, I want to be authentic. I want to be real. Um, and real can be and honest can be something that people are going to be, you know, thrown back in a way, but it is true. And, you know, um, life for me, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of people, uh, is not easy, right? Um, there is a lot of, like I said, diversity struggles. Um, and four years ago, um, I was dealing with one of my, I, I guess one of my worst, I can say, which I lost my partnership, I lost my girlfriend, and most importantly, I lost myself. So, you know, people that don't have some sort of a drive or want to be successful, it's sometimes very difficult to, from that point, to go back and restart all over again. So, yeah, um, like I said, I'm very happy where I'm today, and I'm hoping to excel more, I'm hoping to uh release my third book um maybe able to achieve more goals in my company um structure the structure is already there just have more clients or ability to create more jobs opportunity for myself or others um and my dad's script um my dad uh passed away uh actually two, two days ago was um it's two years for his passing away and he left me with uh, a script that I now translated and trying to figure out um, how to bring it to life in order to honor him. So yeah, a lot is going to going to happen in 2024 hopefully. Wow, tell me tell me more about that script. That's very very interesting. What what language so, was it written in and and what's it what's sort of the what's it about? So the script was reading in Hebrew was uh, written in, in Hebrew. Um 
and that's the thing about my dad. Because of the reality that my mom and dad built for themselves, it was hard for him to see the talent, the gift that we all have. Um, his talent was writing, to be honest. And if he was, if he had the ability to push himself towards this talent, he might be able to, in a different, you know, life. Uh, instead, you know, he didn't, wasn't able to achieve it. He, that, that circle people that was around him were not giving him or pushing him to that kind of uh, belief that he can actually be someone. And it's sometimes tough. That's why for me, I think in order to step out of this place that you are or still is, is you should separate yourself from those who are not helping you grow. So if it's a family, friends, you know, being alone is, is one of the biggest tool in order to achieve whatever you want in life. Um, when I basically, um, when I was lost, when I couldn't find my passion or mission in life, um, I was scared to be alone. I was driving towards residue. I was driving towards to be around friends. I was driving to be uh, for work. But as, as soon as I actually stepped out of it, and as soon as I stepped out of my being alone, I was able to actually think everything and analyze things and choose to be alone in the end of the day and be happy being alone and start dating myself to be honest, giving myself, loving myself, appreciating myself. So yeah, so my dad wasn't able to do those kind of things because he didn't have time to do this. He didn't have to, time to analyze things. He, had, he just kept going and going and going until he found his, his, his work, which he kept for 20 years. But until that day, he was just, again, lost like me. Yeah, it's a, <clears throat> it's a powerful statement there. You know, a lot is wrapped up in that. What you said is like a lot has to do with the people you surround yourself with. You know, a lot has to do with how you grew up and how that affects you. You know, some of those things are, are totally out of your control. Um, but also you're put in circum certain circumstances like like your dad, where you just sort of you have to do things to provide or to do certain things for your family. And there's there there looks like potentially there's no other option. Um, and for us, like nowadays, like I'm blessed to, to be able to do this podcast. This wasn't even a job you know, 20 years ago, just to be able to talk to people and share stories. And so there's, there's these like little miracles and all of that, but then you, you feel for your dad because as you're saying, maybe he left some of that innate talent and that gift uh, for the world to share. He, he wasn't able to share that to the world. And so maybe, you know, obviously you have that talent. He passed it on to you. You've written two books and that's no small feat to be a published author whatsoever. And, uh, and so I think that's 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 really cool to to remember your dad in such a way and put his work out into the world so people can feel him and his story and he can live on past you know his passing. So that's really quite cool. So let me let me tell you something. I just read an article from PWC. So basically, analyze um, that kind of thing when you losing potential or finding potential. For example, twelve percent of the people, twelve percent of the kids. Um, able to inherit businesses, but only 3% of them able to maintain this business for generations. 17% um, of people, of kids, able to identify their gift when in young age, but only 8% of it actually ending up working in that uh, particular, if it can be uh, um, uh, talent, it can be uh, sports, it can be anything. And then there is almost 60% of, of the kids that are in a lost and found uh, stages. I call it lost and found stages. And it's very difficult when your mom and dad is um, can find the potential in themselves for them to actually recognize the potential that the kids had and push them towards the right direction. Instead, they are all uh, driving from ego or, like you said, putting food on the table or just paying the rent. And this kind of way that they've been handling their life is basically um, giving to the kids or um, I forgot the word that you say, uh, inherit. The kids mm. inherit the same habits and getting lost in the process themselves until they get, they've been 
life just knocked him down on, on, on the floor and then they have to figure it out, right? And sometimes it was figured out to just get get back to finding another job and continue life. But it's not the right um, way to do things. So when something like this happened, yes, you should analyze it. You should look, you step back and see what, what did you do wrong, but not go quickly to another job because that's not going to think fix anything. It might fix the bills, but it's not actually going to fix the feeling inside of us. It's not going to repair anything inside of us. So my position where I was, I, I, I was homeless a few times. And when I was homeless, I, I made a decision either to stay with my friends that were not supporting me or do something that I know that I'm going to be good at, but I'm going to lose all of them. But it's going to be best for me. So we all going to be facing those decisions in life. For me, it was between me and friends, but it can be families, it can be girlfriends, it can be any kind of things in life. You just, you have to make a decision. No, I don't like to use the word have to, but you need to make a decision. You need to choose a decision that's good for you in order to be able to give back to the, to the people or wherever, to your family, anybody that you, you feel that you need to give in the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you're you're choosing either way, right? Not making a decision is still making a decision. And I think that's what yeah. where people sort of get caught up. If I don't decide to, you know, bet on myself or go after this thing that I know is intrinsic to me or this thing that I really want, um, not choosing that is still a decision. And I think a really good exercise for people to sort of process potentially where their life could be is sit down and close your eyes and think about where your life is in 10 years. Right. If you're if you're mildly unhappy right now, and that's okay. Right. But in 10 years, you will not be mildly unhappy. You will be extraordinarily unhappy. And so if you make the other decision, which is to go after this thing that's really scary and frightening, yeah, it, you might fall flat on your face a bunch of times, like we all have. But the 10 year path could be the most rewarding experience of your whole life. And say it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, that. Uh, you trying and giving that effort is still much more rewarding than this 10-year path of feeling regretful and resentful, especially towards the people in your life. Because say you have a partner or friends like you're talking about who are with you throughout this 10-year period, you're going to inherently hate them even more because for some reason you think that it was them holding you back when really it was your own choices and decisions that you make or your inaction potentially. And so I think that's a, that's a that's a powerful thought exercise to go through is an envision your life. It doesn't have to be 10 years. It could even be just at the end of 2024. Like, where do you see yourself in, in 12 months? Where do you want to be? What steps have you made? What things are in your control that you can potentially do that might change the trajectory of your life? Because, you know, your direction, I think, is much more important than your speed, like you're talking about, right? Over time, your direction is more powerful than how fast and how quickly you get things done. And, you know, that just... You know, all what you said made me think of all that. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, sure. So change is inevitable, right? Um, even if you do nothing, if you don't work, do nothing, change, in the, you know, you're going to grow, your body going to grow, your mind going to, you know, if you look, watch, watching TV, your mind going to change because of the TV, because of whatever they, they program you to think. Um, so why not change for good? Why not change something that can you benefit instead of, you know, not benefit or be feel miserable? With that being said, um, you know, I don't believe in, in making plans like five years, 10 years. I actually believe in small steps. So the idea of if you put a, somebody that in a situation that is now looking for answers and you tell them you need to figure it out five years from now, or you need to figure out 10 years from now, it, it, it won't be scared. It will be, again, they're going to not want to face fear because in the end of the day, we, we, why are we getting lost? Because we don't want to face ourselves. Why are we getting lost? Because we don't want to face fears. But instead of instead of fearing fear, why not just facing fear and see what it's all about? Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to make that out of state. Or you're going to be able to uh, um, change your life with change situations that you have in life right now. So, small step for a bigger change. That's where it, that's how I was able to get out of my situation. Um, if it was just meditation, uh, I know people having problem doing meditation during the day, doing sleep meditation. Sleep meditation is amazing uh, tool to have and do when you don't have the time to uh, uh, meditate during the day or you have 
you have parents, you have work, you sleep meditation, you don't need to do anything. You just need to create a playlist that works for you and the mind will program itself and you're going to feel much better the next day. It might not be, uh, uh, actually next day, it might be a week from now or two weeks from now or, or 21 days like they all say, but it, this is an easy tool to start creating a change and a positive change because in the end of the day, we want to change the subconscious or now program to hold habits into a new habit. In order to do that, we need to reprogram our subcontractor. You need to use our conscious mind in order to do those kind of things. But all of this is all good and fine. It's all a matter what is success mean to you. Where do you want to be in your life, to be honest? For example, Aaron, when you decided to do the podcast, what was success, successful mean to you? Oh, that's a, that's a loaded question because um, I started the podcast when I was a professional wrestler mm -hmm. as a joke. <laughs> so uh, I was uh, playing a, a, like a villain in professional wrestling. And so yeah. basically I started the podcast under my wrestling name. It was called Jackson Talks, everybody. And for example, if I were to bring you on the show, I would bring you on and I would only ask you questions about me. <laughs> so I would say, hey, Zachy, um, what's your favorite Jackson Stone moment? And the whole podcast would be you answering questions about your favorite moments about me. So that was like a satire. Okay. It was like a joke podcast. Um, that's why I originally started it because I wanted to put out more content um, for my professional wrestling character. And then things in my life changed. I went through a lot of adversity and pain, just like you were talking about. And I, and I switched. I wanted to talk about more personal development and more mental health and and things of that nature. And I rebranded the podcast and I'm no longer a professional wrestler and all those things that have happened, you know, over the last couple of years. And so success now for the podcast, one is my main goal was to be consistent. Like that was like I didn't care if anyone listened, but I wanted to be consistent with my conversations and I wanted to be consistent with having guests on and just like putting out episodes that meant something to me because basically I, I use this podcast as a way to learn for free like bring on yeah. people like you who've written books and doctors and like okay share me your insights so that i can i can go and, and use them in my life and then hopefully the people that are listening also take those insights so that was one was like number one be consistent um and number two like I, my definition of success has always been giving my best effort and so i learned that in baseball like i can't there's not a lot of things that i can control on the baseball field but I can control giving my best effort. And so that's how I view success in this podcast. Did I do everything to prepare? Did I do everything to be in the right state of mind before we got on this episode? Did I do deep breathing exercises? Did I sleep well? Did I have my proper nutrition? Did I research you enough? Like that that's giving my best effort. Then when I get on the podcast, I'm very prepared and it's just all part of the routine. And so those two things were really, really important to me um, when I got going with this podcast. Now that you know, more people are listening and all that stuff, it still remains the same. I would have these conversations in front of no one because I had these conversations in front of no one for like the first 150 episodes. You know, now we're yeah. at episode almost 220 and a few people listened, which is cool, but the goal remains the same. This show was based on, you know, a lot of pain and a lot of curiosity and that's still the, the, the underlying foundation of why, you know, I, I want to have these conversations. So let's recap, because the beginning was was just something simple, right? Now it became something a little bigger, right? Mm -hmm. So while I was, when I, for me, success in the beginning was just to be able to pay rent and to stay in the same building mm -hmm. for X amount of years. That was my, because my trauma was based on my parents' trauma, where we basically find ourselves in the position that we were homeless, and I was finding myself later on with a position that I was homeless as well. I wanted to feel safe. I wanted to be secure. I wanted to be stable in a way. So that was me for me. That's the idea of success. But now, yeah, I'm shooting for the moon right now. I'm shooting wherever I can in order to help more as much as I can people. So, but this, the reason why it's changed is because you found your mission. You find your goal. You find the reason why compared to people that are still stuck. And if you and for the way for you not to be stuck, and I, I'm probably going to be very um, related to this, is you do you know when you play a game, any game, basketball game, soccer game, baseball, you want to slow down the game. 
because that's when you actually, you know, all the players, you hear, I'm slow, the game slowed down. I can see passes. I can see through things that people, other people cannot see. That's why COVID, for me, was the point when I was slowing down. I had no choice by slowing down. I had to figure out things that if there was a regular day, I wouldn't be able to. So my advice to people is to slow down. Find a way to slow down. I don't know. I don't care how you do it, but find a way to slow down. Otherwise, if you keep running, you're probably going to fall. If you keep running, you're going to be out of uh, breath. If you keep, you know, it's going. I can keep going with this uh, um, example, but the idea is to slow down our life in order for us to be able to be aware or to start loving ourselves, or stop accepting ourselves, accepting the past, forgive ourselves. All those things not make sense to you until you slow down and look at the big picture in life. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful way to put it, right? You have to slow down enough so you can you can be where your feet are, right? Yeah. And once you once you get in that present moment, you can start to see things a little more clearer and with clarity and you can start to address these painful emotions that you've potentially avoided or address these you know, broken relationships or the way you feel about yourself. Like all of these things come in stages and come in steps, little, very little steps, as you mentioned earlier. But our culture, you know, has has told us for a long time to to hustle and grind and to go, 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 which go. I don't agree, which I don't agree. Right. So but, so what do you say to that? What do you say to someone who who's like, but but I was told I have to hustle, I have to grind all day, all night. Oh, this is what I'm gonna say. If you hustle, then you most likely will not want to do it on a daily basis. But if you do it out of joy, because mm. you love to, then you're going to wake up happy every day, no matter what diversity you have in life. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of them. Even now, when things are going well, I'm still facing diversity. Everybody, also uh, um, entrepreneurs or billionaires, all of them versus diversity. Elon Musk just, you know, keep getting shots all, all the time. But he, instead of being scared of it, instead of, you know, falling back, he's facing them and drive by them. Not because, uh, um, like you said, um, hustle, hustle, hustle. It's because enjoying what he's doing. So whatever diversity comes in front of him, it's, it's nothing. It's just another one of many. And that's it. Um, in the end of the day, look, success... We all born to be success, right? Either be successfully making the wrong choices or successfully making the right choices. And if yeah. you make the right choices, and even those who make the right choices can make a mistake, but because the mindset that they have, they're able to get it as a lesson, not as a sit back. And this is the big difference between those who fail over and over again and expecting the same result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you nailed it with that first part, man. It's like because I've thought about this a lot because you know I grew up as an athlete, and so as an athlete, it's always go 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 hustle 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 hustle. Um, that was when I was younger. Now they've reframed this idea that rest and recovery are just as important as the hard work. And what you mentioned there that is extremely important is the joy part. The joy creates the stain, the sustainability and the durability. It's okay to work 12, 13 hour days. It is okay. Some days you have to. But if you if you intrinsically are finding joy in that work, because some days you've worked 12 hour days, so have I. People listening to this have worked 15 hour days. But it depends on the work you're doing and how motivated you feel by that work. Um, and so I think that's important as well. Like the competitive advantage for you to be successful is to have fun doing the thing that you're doing. That's why, yeah. you know, for podcasting, for example, most people don't get past 20 episodes because by episode 19, they feel like they're going to be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's done like 3000 podcast episodes, right? I just mentioned that I've almost done 220, right? I don't expect to be anywhere, but I'm having so much fun doing this that once I get to a thousand episodes, I'll be like, okay, let's do a thousand more. Like, and, and that's yeah. it because that's the competitive advantage. And that part that you mentioned about joy and you know long term and sustainability, like that's that's the that's the nugget, that's the juice right there. 
Yeah, hundred um, percent. And also, I, I I don't like this uh, words that people use. Have to need to um, control. I, I think control is an illusion. Have to need to. The only thing you have to in life is die. It's all a choice. In the end of the day, you choose right or wrong. You choose you want to do something or you don't want to do something. In the end of the day, it's a choice. Um, and yeah, so if you take, for example, Adam and Eve's story, and we talked about it before, um, people think about the idea of them, you know, just eating from the apple, did a mistake, and then got uh, um, to earth because of that and not say in heaven. But the, the idea of the story is about choices. God gave him a choice. Is it choose to eat from the apple, which is going to be a mistake, or just not eat from the apple, which you're going to, have, you're going to stay in heaven, have the free, freedom life, which we don't have right now. Now we don't have any freedom. Freedom is, for me, it's a freedom of choice only. Our body is not for free. Uh, uh, wherever we are, it's not. It's not freedom. It's it's uh, society now. Those days are, are are so tough and challenging, and to feel like you're free, it, it's it's impossible. No matter what, even if you decide to walk on the street, it's a choice. It's a freedom of choice to walk in the street. Nothing free. Not, nothing is actually free or freedom. In our life, our body is not free. If it was free, we wouldn't need to nurture our body, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. I mean, it's like life is a game. Life is a game, and there are constraints to the game, right? Soccer has rules, right? You can't shoot the ball or pass the ball outside the lines. There's a goalie. There's things like that, which make the game more fun. If the soccer game was just, you know. 11 on 11 just running around and they could go anywhere they want to do anything people would stop watching because it's like that's sort of i don't understand that's weird it makes no sense to me and so yeah life is freedom but there are constraints and the way you deal with those constraints to live your best life is to make the most adequate choices you can that most in line with who you want to be and you know maybe you don't believe in free will or whatever the case may be is but that that's sort of a you know a different subject if you go on uh, the freedom of speech, right? If I say something today, on the, today, this, I mean, this modern time, if you say something today, most of us will, will try to figure out how it's not going to affect anybody else and how it's going to be sound that you're not going to get any backlashes. And if, if you say something that is going to backlash on you, which you're free to say, it's not going to become freedom. Because if somebody doesn't agree with what you said, and start, you know, cursing you or whatever it is, it, it's just, you know, it just passed the idea of freedom because there's no freedom of speech. Why are you responding to whatever I say if it's free? If I, I'm able, to, I'm, I'm allowed to express myself, right? Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. So again, I feel like the only freedom we have is the freedom of choice. The idea of being, us being needing is, is the difference between life and, and existence. When you, go, you, when you just exist here in this world, you're going to drive from the idea of need. I need a car. I need a rent. I need a, a, an apartment. I need uh, clothes. I need this uh, to travel. Whatever. It's from a place to need. When you're starting to find your goals, your mission, so you started your, you're actually coming from a place of life, for, for, from a passion, when, when you have a passion or love to something, then the need will shrink. I realize that I don't need much. I'm making more, but I don't need much at all. It, it, it's, it's because I have this drive. It's because I know where I want to be, uh, from, even for tomorrow. I know when I want to be in the end this week. I know exactly what I want for myself. But that's because I, I, have a, I found my goals. I found my passion. I found my my existence, why I'm here. Uh, and and, it, it, and it, to get to the point, you need to go all the way back and look inside your past and start forgiving whoever you blame. You start stopping pointing fingers. Start pointing fingers to yourself because at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. If you're still stuck on the past, it's on you. It's nothing to do with, with your mom, dad, friends, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend. Doesn't matter. 
because it's in the past. Whatever happened an hour ago with me, that's it. If I want to be stuck on whatever happened an hour ago, which nothing happened, but I'm just saying if something did, it's on me, nobody else. It's my fault. It's my responsibility to get out of it. Nobody can, else is going to help me. That's why the idea of start loving yourself, start accepting yourself, looking yourself in the mirror instead of looking in the window. Those are things that are the starting keys to a better life. And, and, and I think when, when you talk about the athletes, when they have this drive of being the best uh, uh, there is, is because they have the fun, uh, uh, they are willing to sacrifice. And part of our life is sacrificing things in order to uh, love ourselves and accepting ourselves or, or, um, or um, forgiving ourselves. We need to sacrifice things. If it's time with friends, if it's time with, with family, if it's time with whatever, just to focus on us in order to be better, in order to feel better. Because if you feel better, then you can project or attract whatever you, you want. If you love yourself, you're going to attract love. If you uh, uh, believe in yourself, people are going to believe in you. If you, um, I know, um, value yourself, people will value you. And, it all, and the list can go on and on and on, but it's all you in front of you, nobody else. Yeah. I mean, life is, life is a mirror is what basically what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. So the way I judge you potentially is actually how I, how I, I judge myself um, and why I'm so harsh to others potentially is because I'm not living up to where I see I could be living up to. And I see, you know, my unactualized self in front of me, but you are doing the thing that you want to be doing, right? That's, you talked about friends earlier. That's sort of what happens when a friend group is holding you back. They're not actually grabbing you and holding you back, but that's, that's what they're doing metaphorically because they don't want you to surpass where they think their life is at. And those are hard decisions. Like you had to make that decision to, you know, go out on your own for a little bit and create a new community that did see the best in you rather than being held back by someone or something else. Um, and the only way you get to that point, like you mentioned earlier, is to slow down enough to look at your life and to look at your life and say, these are the good things. These need a little work. This is where I want to change. Here's where I want to grow. But if I'm always on the move and don't have enough time to even take a breath or, you know, take a poop, right. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. then I'm not going to be able to have those realizations. And then there's also the point where I actually don't even want to slow down because what I could look at is so fucking scary. And I've avoided it for so long that I don't even know what's behind that curtain. And so just even becoming aware of that fact is a powerful step forward then you can move into acceptance and then ultimately you have to move into action with the set of tools and practices or a coach or a therapist or whatever gets you to that point where you can, you know, see yourself as this divine, you know, creature. So that's important. Yeah. So I know a lot of us, or at least me in, in my life, um, I used to lie to myself. And the reason why I used to lie to myself is because when I grew up, uh, the first day on in, in school, my mom told me to lie. Unlike other moms, you know, it's, it's tell the truth, only the truth. My mom told me to lie. And the reason why she told me to lie, because she didn't want to know that the people to know that my dad lives in our house because their collection people can come in and ask for money that my dad owed in the past. So I've been told to lie. So lying for me was a tool to you know, I don't know how to say it, but it's just, it was a tool for me to go around, pass it around, move things around. And in the end of the day, I was lying to myself. I was in so in the mood of lying. And I started lying to myself that I feel good around these people. I feel good where I am right now. I feel good with this job, but it was all a lie. Mm -hmm. It's when I actually decided to be honest with myself and like we said, stop and look at the thing in a bigger picture. Things started to change. Things started to make sense. Things, uh, uh, ways and ideas started to pop out. What I can do, what I should do. My talent was uh, understanding my talent, understanding that this is what I'm doing right now is what I, I truly love and should because I'm always thinking about how to improve myself 
in order to improve improve others. Not just because I want to improve my life. I just want to, let's see if this tool is going to work for me so I can promote it or sh uh, show other people how to do this as well and see, look, this was affecting to me. Maybe you should do it as well or try it as well like me, I did. But yeah. Yeah, you, you have to you have to try stuff, right? Like it's especially important in sort of the personal development space, if especially if you're someone who listens to a lot of podcasts and reads a lot of books. There, there are people who are telling their stories and expressing these insights and tools and skills that specifically work for them. You have to go out and, and try these sort of litany of tools and then pick the ones that work specifically for you and then put them in your toolkit and then use those and express those tools, you know, as often as possible. Um, and that's just making it personalized, you know, towards you because me and you right now, we, we, we can't speak directly to everyone's personal story, right? Because we don't know them yeah. on a personal level, but we can speak to the emotions and the experience that we felt that may be in relation to someone else and how they can overcome it sort of using the same set of practices that we potentially use. And I think that's the power of the podcast or in your experience, you know, your books. Yeah. So what exactly I wanted to say. So for example, my books, if you go by the first one, second one, and the third one, I cannot go to the first one. The first one that I, the FYP uh, book at that time was the best way for me to get out of where I was at that time. And the second book was good enough for the time that I was at that time that I was writing this book. So for me to go back is for me to, um, it's, it's not going to make sense to me because I'm in a different stage now in my life that I'm overcoming those things. I need to look for new things in order to improve my life. So the idea is to find a structure, right? Even the structures that you find, even for example, if you go do a diet, right? If you, I do now the 16, eight hours uh, fasting diet, right? So even in that diet, I'm creating change all the time because the first few years, yeah, the diet was perfect, working perfect. But then my body adjusted to the to the to this type of uh, diet, so I need to figure it out. Maybe the timing to stop eating or, or start eating, or maybe to change when I'm starting eating, uh, uh, breaking the fast with. So every time I'm changing, tweaking in order to get better, be better, because the idea is the structures that you have in the beginning. And from that day, you can renovate, change, or redirect things in order to improve your company, improve your life, improve your relationship, whatever it is. You just need to figure out the structure. Yeah, I mean, you're you're alluding to something, which is that you just have to get started, right? You like, you have to get going, and then along the way, you start to make those adjustments because nobody has it all figured out. Nothing is ever perfect when you start. There's never going to be the right time. There is only right now. And so if you just get going, as you're saying, then you pivot and you adjust and you tweak and you improve along the way. And I think that's that's also important. Yeah, but the thing is, what, what I was trying to say is when you decided to want to create a change uh, and choose to create a change, you want to figure it out what kind of structure? What does a change mean to you? What exactly do you want now that can make you uh, feel better? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about just entirely feeling in, in your mind because if you change your mind, you change your life. And this is a structure you need to focus on is your mind. So mm -hmm. if you are running right now, you need to slow down. How you slow down? Slowing down breathing. You start with breathing technique. And after that, you start with meditation. And after that, you're going to go and look for other techniques in, to improve your life. It can be Ricky, it can be um, Tamina. It can be a thousand things that you can do. Like you can go to the woods and do all those kind of other things that can maintain your or stabilize your mindset in order for you to be able to start being more creative. And then figure it out what exactly is successful does that means to you. Can be a, just a, a sustainable job, fine. But what kind of job do you want? What kind of people do you want on the job? And figure out what type of job suits you. If you don't want to go with the entrepreneur, if you want to go entrepreneur, what kind of what kind of skill you have? What can you? What kind of service you you can bring to the table that everybody else will want to uh, uh, or need to or whatever you want to call it. You just need to figure out your structure 
in order to move forward and until and then you can start tweaking things mm. but the structure is the, the most important thing um jeff bezos said when i started the book company amazon it was all a book company right but everything he said the structure was there i had the delivery i had the internet i had the books i just need to figure out the system and then later on he added things to the system he added uh, um, uh, supplies. He added, you know, every time he added something. That's what I'm talking about. Find the structure, and then drive from there. And start small and small steps, small steps, small steps, slow, 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 and you get wherever you want in, in a matter of time. Okay, I, I'm understanding what you mean now by by that structure in relation to change. That's very good. Um, what was the what was the driver for your book um, called "Fuck Your Past"? What was the drive? Yeah, what was the motivation? Why did you write that book? You know, why was the title so? Why was the title the way it is? Because I I wanted to be in the face, to be honest. Well, just like I said, raw, authentic. Uh, at that time, I felt I having a lot of inside of me, and I'm better in writing than talking at that time. Uh, by the way, even you know, to be in a podcast for me, I went through public speaking message, um, pronunciation, just to be able to feel comfortable talking. But in order to do that, I had to go out of my comfort zone, you know, be able to speak up and be in a podcast and be able to be feel comfortable talking about my book or my life or, or sharing stories that I, I, you know, from, from my life. Um, so the book was a part of me express myself it was a, a therapy for me but at the same time i thought it will do justice to other people who's going to read it and at the same position that I, I was four years ago um it's simple it's easy um and it's it has a lot of value and it's inspired can inspire a lot of people what's the what's the new book you're working on if you don't mind talking about it so the third book my new book is actually something about the third book that I'm about to publish or uh, working on publishing is about my childhood. It's basically a, a mirror between my parents and myself and see the differences between my parents and me. Now, my mom is still stuck in the past compared to me that I'm got myself out of from this circle and try to um, step out of those this basically and how I was able to step out of the circle and what drive me from stepping out of the circle and figured out a situation in the past that related to, to, to those days today that like instead of thinking as a bad experience, actually as a learning experience. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That the name going to be the tree of life. Cause you, you know, I don't know if you had it in school when you create a tree and then you put your mom and dad and then, they ask you to do those, you know, uh, uh, roots where your mom, parents, your dad, parents, and go all the way down. Mm -hmm. So this is basically what you you should do or choose to do is to go all the way down to your parents to see why they struggle in their life because then you can realize why are you struggling, why those decisions and why they basically made the decision. So you can find a similarity of your decision today, and and it goes also to their parents grandparents and how their life was so there is a path pattern between all of us and i just tried i just stepped out of from that pattern you know to create this life that i have today yeah trying to get to that to the root to the root of the tree mm -hmm. so that you can fully understand who you are where you came from and how you can overcome those challenges well i'm excited for that book man that sounds awesome thank you very much appreciate it um was religion uh a big part of your life growing up mm. yes and no yes and no so my side of the family is not religious but there was another side of the family that i was and because of the situation that i had to deal with uh in my life and because of my parents and then um i spent a lot of time with my religious side so in one way, I am spiritual, but the other way, I have still questions, things. Um, so I'm in between. Um, yeah. So you can, I believe there is something there. 
I will call it a god because I've been taught uh, to call it a god. But you can call it any any name you want. There is a, a energy that we all drive and we all believe and we all have faith. But in the end of the day, just this energy is inside of us. There's a saying in uh, in the Jewish that we all have this candle inside of us, and until we find how to light this candle, we'll not be able to light our life or the gift that we have. Uh, and I believe that because. If you ask a religious person, where is God? You will say everywhere. God is all over the place, right? It's, it's, some will say molecular, some will say whatever it is. It just, my question always about God is when things are bad, where are you? Mm. But then you take the, when you realize that it's your responsibility, then you understand it's inside yourself. Right. So it's always a question back and forth with this question. And that's where I'm, I'm where, where I'm right now when I'm on my fourth book that I'm writing right now, which is about uh, relationship with yourself, you know, to be actually in a relationship with friends or girlfriend or boyfriend, or whatever it is you, you decide to be. Um, and I have those questions that, you know, about life, about God, about religious, about is religious being a tool to use against uh us in order to separate us because mm -hmm. if if there is only one god why we have christian uh muslim jewish it's just one guy why we all believe in one thing it's just the separation now just kind of back me a little bit and put me in a position of questioning things until i find the answers to be honest well yeah it's 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 a complicated one one of my favorite sort of answers to the question of, do you believe in God? Someone asked Jordan Peterson that, and his answer was, I act as though God exists. And I think that's a, that's a powerful answer, right? Not, not saying that you believe in any sort of doctrine or dogma or whatever the case may be is, but trying to act as though that there is this higher power and that higher power's divine light is inside of you. And how can you act in best accordance to that divine light. So you're acting as though if God does exist. And I think that 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 could be a powerful reframe for for people who might be like a religious person or hindering on whether to believe in something or whatever the case may be is or at least it was powerful to me um cuz I, I mean I I'm I consider myself to be Jewish and I grew up Jewish and I, and I'm very proud of my my Jewish faith and heritage and all of that. But I also like you I like to think about things in sort of a broader way and how can we draw more people in to to believing in this light that's inside of them and if we can frame it in a different way that 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 allows them to to grasp how special and how powerful and how important they are then uh, then i'm for that messaging yeah so a few things first of all i think believe i always say better on yourself believe in yourself otherwise nobody else believe in you um also at the same point God gives those who give themselves. And it's something that he says in the Bible. So if you don't give yourself, then God's not going to give you, which means you need to put the work. What kind of work do you want to put? Is I prefer to put joyful work than hard work because joyful is it just it makes you feel that you're not actually working and actually doing something that you love. It's, it's, um, but because of whatever is going on now with the world, to be honest, it would... Um, the Arabic, Israelis, uh, even in Russia and Ukraine and other, wherever it's going on, it's just hard for me to understand the idea of religious. Because mm -hmm. again, like you said, I'm also, I like to do Shabbat dinners. I like to do all this uh, tradition, Jewish holidays. I love cooking for my family. But then at that same time, seeing how the world is separate because of religious, it's just hard for me to understand religious because religious is supposed to be a place where you all connect. When you, you go to, to, to the synagogue to connect, right? To connect the people, connect with God. You have this tradition of holidays when you connect with your family and friends, bringing over. And this whole idea that's going on now in the news or in the world, just separating us. And it's just who, who is better than who is, whose Bible is better than the other one. And it's just hard for me to not question it right now. Yeah. Well, I think questioning it 
is is important and powerful um, because it it gives the responsibility to me. I'm making these choices based on you know the information that I know and and most aligns with me. And you're right, right? Religion and just people in general, we're supposed to be united. We're supposed to, you know, yeah. care about one another and feel for our fellow human. Um, and that's that's really important. Uh, so, yeah, but it's, it's it's quite complicated, especially with, you know, the current climate that's happening in our world. Yeah, and the, the sad part of it, because in the end of the day, if there is a Bible uh, and all of the religious is basically being put from one Bible, because it's... The Bible, like for example, the Torah, or or the uh, Christian Bible, or, uh, or the Islam Bible, whatever it is, is is basically interpretation of the Jewish Bible, and just in a modern kind of way. So why separating us? Because it's in the end of the day, the same book, the same guy. It's just fascinating me to see what's going on and how people being united, but in the wrong in the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. not, in a, not in a positive reason, not in a, in a, in a place when you want to accept everybody or, uh, um, yeah, it just, it's just tough right now, to be honest. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, for joining me. Thanks for your time, your energy, your thoughts. Um, I really appreciate it. Where should people go if they want more, want more information about you or want to get your books? Go to my Instagram. Books are all online. You can get it on Amazon, um, Apple, um, Google Play, anywhere. Browns the bone balls. Anywhere. Um, but on Instagram, you can find me on Instagram and see my posts and reels. And yeah, stay tuned. Everything is uh, linked in the show notes, books, Instagram. And uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to that episode with Zaki. What idea stood out to you the most? What was your biggest takeaway from that episode? And if you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And please don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter via Patreon. Patreon directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through all the tiers, and maybe find that works best for you. So thank you, and I appreciate your support. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.